What's up, podcast world? This is Dave with the content team reading a couple more comments. These are from the Prop Stream podcast. Y'all really like this one, especially on YouTube. Ruben Fernandez writes, I just signed up for PropStream on Sunday. All chips are on the table. Next step, marketing. Then to the closing table. Thanks, guys, for yet another amazing podcast. Big ups from Brooklyn, New York. What up? Big ups to Brooklyn. I actually used to live in Bed-Stuy. Do or die. Dave H., hey, that's my name, writes, Full force. I'm feeling the switch. Max Maxwell, full throttle, as always. People don't know what data does to deals. Bottom line, learning earns more pros than not. These podcasts are clutch to actually see via your YouTube channel. Thank you. And thank you, Dave H. Appreciate you guys for the comments. Please keep bringing the fire in the comments section. That's where a lot of questions get answered. So the more that you ask and the more that you give, the more you're gonna get back. All right, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another podcast. This is the Max Maxwell podcast. And today I have with me a topic that I, I've never brought this type of person on here before. We're talking about money. Well, we talk about money a lot, but this one is the mortgage. The mortgage. How do you get a loan to do what you want to do with your personal house, with your investments? This is why I brought my guy, Matt Garland, MG, the mortgage guy. My man, Max to the Maxwell. Podcast, man. Welcome to North Carolina, first of all. Thank you, brother. I appreciate I, it. I know you I know you went to school here. Yeah, I went to school in um in, in Durham. I went to Central. Okay. Um NCCU, Eagle Prize Step Up. Even though I'm a I'm a college dropout, but I, st- I still went. represent for Eagles, man. Shout out to everybody who went to Central, man. That's what's up, man. So let's let's start diving into you. You you, okay. you go to Central. Why'd you drop out? Just Bad oh, student? Easy. Nah, nah. Yeah. Definitely wasn't a bad student, right? Um, I, I was a lazy student. I, I'll tell you yeah. that. School never interested me. Um, funny story is I went to school my whole freshman year, went back to register for my sophomore year, and they told me that my student loans were declined for my freshman year. So typically when your loans are declined, they tell you right away. So you had to pay. That was all on you. That was all on me. Woo. So I couldn't register for my sophomore year Unless. until I paid <laughs> <laughs> my. So my therefore, year. I'm not coming back. But and you know, I'm from New York, so that's out of out of state tuition. Oh yeah, that's this right. This is 1996, 97. So that was like 12, 13 grand, I believe, somewhere around there. I said, your pops was good. Pop said, listen. Ain't nothing good with that. Ain't nothing good with that. You on your own, brother. You got to figure that one out. I tried. It didn't go through. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm still out here, though. So I actually used to go to class in my sophomore year because I was embarrassed. You know, I didn't tell nobody at first. Only my close boys knew. But so you was in class, but you wasn't supposed to be yeah, there? Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be there because, you know, I, look, man, you come all the way from New York, you're down here, and you're, you're trying to get an education, you're trying to do better by yourself, mm. and you can't go to school. It's kind of embarrassing. Oh, 100%. Bro. I can for, see what And I... all my boys are in class and doing their thing, so I felt like the black sheep for a little while. Yeah. Man. But it was, it was crazy. So you finally, did you finally stop going to class? Yeah, I finally stopped going to class. <laughs> I got into some other things, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, got into a little hustling, um, yeah. throwing parties. I mean, we was on a world tour before tours were like like the thing. You know, we, we tore up the South, man. You know, all my boys is from New York. So yeah. if anybody understands the South when you come from New York. You be like, oh man, this is for the taking. This is oh, wide man, open. It was what, 29 to 1, 30 to 1? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. It was, yeah. it was a field day. And you got to understand, what we're doing now wasn't then in the 90s. Yeah. There was no good. Google, no internet. There was no Facebook, Instagram. So when people from the South are seeing New York folks, they're seeing Jay-Z, Nas, 
So we come down there. We look like these folks. We dress like them. We talk like them. You took advantage of it. Of course. Got to. That's of what course. a true hustler does. And perfect massive action. That's crazy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so did you, you eventually go back to New York or what? So I stayed out in North Carolina for five and a half years. I went back okay. right after 9-11. Okay. So right after the towers dropped, God bless everybody who lost their life there and every, everybody sure. who's affected by that. But right after 9-11, I went back to New York and just tried to figure it out, man. By that time, all my boys were graduating. I got dudes with lawyers, doctors, the whole nine yards. And um, I was like, I got to figure something out. I was kind of like a nomad. Yeah. You know, I was homeless for a while. I was sleeping on people's couches. You know, my nickname in college, I keep it real with you. My nickname in college was BJ, man. You know what BJ stood nah. for? Broke joke. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. So you was, oh, yeah. you, you was couch skipping. I was couch. I was a nomad, bro. I'm wow. talking about I'll be at one person house this week, another person house this week, just trying to figure it out. Um, and I always, I was always a dream chaser. I was always a visionary. Mm -hmm. I, I was always trying to hustle something, trying to figure something out. And you know, by the God's grace, I, I went back home, started working for TSA. Right when TSA came yeah. after nine eleven, mm -hmm. I started doing that. Um, from yo, I can't see you as a TSA officer, bro. dude. That's how I met my girl. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying? Yo, I can't see you as a TSA. But you you got to understand, like, so now I'm a TSA officer, right? Yeah. And I still got that same mentality. Exactly, that's what right? I'm saying. A, a wild African dog, right? Yeah. So now, <laughs> like, just a wild dog in a controlled environment. In a controlled environment, but now I can control. So now you see them shorties coming through, like. You know, listen, I got to check your bag. I got to do this. That's how I met my you girl. You see this badge? I got to check your bag. <laughs> yeah, that's how I met my girl. I'm not even going to hold you up. So ladies, listen, I'm going to tell you, if you're getting stopped in the airport by a dude. There's a reason. There's a reason. You know, they're plotting, you know. That's how you found your wife. That's how I found my wife. You know what I'm saying? How that's, long have you been married now? We're not married. We've been together for 17, almost 18 years wow. now, off and on. You know, three kids, never got married. We got engaged um, right before the crash. And mm. once, you know, the crash happened, my father passed away, the crash happened, my son was born six a months after that. A bunch of life changing events. Bunch, bunch of life changing, man. I went through so much depression, man. I lost everything, mm. you know, everything. So for me, we wasn't thinking about, you know, getting married. At that point, it was more about, hey, how do we pay these bills? How do we survive? How do we survive? We how do you think about no wedding right now? You crazy? Nah, no wedding. No wedding. We got to give, give me back that freaking $15,000 ring. Let me go. We gotta, this I got to go pawn that joint because we got to we gotta save the Beamer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? saying? We yeah. got to save the cars to our best of our ability. We got to put food on the table, right? So that was the thought then. We never, and we never got married. You know, we had our ups and downs, but so we never got married. Was it, a, was, it a, was it a culture shock? Not like culture, but was it a, because uh, you know, it's very affordable to live here. Mm -hmm. When you left here from couch skipping, you, you knew what rent costs, and then you went back to New York. Did you, was you was like, oh my goodness. Oh yeah, I mean, look, even back then, we talking about 2002, right? So 2002, you're going back to New York, it's still, expensive compared mm -hmm. to here. Oh, now yeah. you coming off having four or $500 a month rent to now like, all right, I got to live in the crib with pops. I'm like, and then this fool want me to pay twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? I just got a room. Like I ain't got the whole apartment. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So it was definitely a culture shock, but you know, it's New York. I'm a New Yorker. So for me, it wasn't that much of a culture shock yeah. because that's where I'm born. That's where I'm raised. We used to tight quarters yeah. uh, back home. Used so, to it. Yeah, it's, it's life. It's everyday life. So when you come down here and you see the, 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 the little mega mansions and everything like that for 150000 it's like, what? Yeah. What the hell? You can't even get a co-op, a studio apartment for that back home. But again, 
it's nothing like New York. True. So for me, I know I needed to get out of the South because in the South, it can make you lazy. 100%. You know, it's really nothing to do back then. There's nothing to do out here. Thank God for the internet, right? Thank God for the internet, especially for the people that live in, in southern regions and yeah. stuff like that, because I think that helped advance. It, it connected everybody. It, it, conne from it connected everybody from different places. So back then, when you didn't have all of that, you had to really go home to like kind of get that energy through your system. Mm -hmm. Now, when you come to the south, you're seeing trees. Your neighbor's house is all the way over here. It's like, come on, it gets dark and it's dark, yeah. right? Only no thing you street hear, lights. no street lights, no sidewalks. All you hear is bugs. And it's just <laughs> like, it's like, all right, I guess I'm in for the night, right? Yeah. So you get, you get, you get kind of in that mold. You get complacent. Yeah, you're right. You get very comfortable. I do. With I do love the energy whenever I'm in New York. I can't stand the cold. You know, I was I was born in Westchester County, mm -hmm. but I can't I can't stand the cold. And I, I like the vibe in New York. I say if I ever move to New York. I would never really move to New York, but I get like a, a summer condo or something like that. Yeah. In, in the city. No, nah, it's and, nothing and like New York, man. Yeah. New York is um New York is the gift and the curse, man. You know, 100%. It, it, because here's the other side. I see people get trapped in New York. Yeah, you can get trapped. You can get trapped into that New York state of mm -hmm. mind and be afraid to leave and be afraid to leave and afraid to explore and say, you know what? I don't want to live here because you know what? I can go 20 minutes and I can be here or mm -hmm. I can be there and I can do this and I can do that. Right. And then when you go out of that, and you're like, wait a minute, it's boring out here. I don't have to do nothing. But the people are saying, I know, honestly, they don't even do it in, at home. Period. They're home. But just knowing that they can. It's just the fact that you know that you can leave and go anywhere. You can have any ethnicity, food. You can go any culture. You can yeah. you can explore. Right. It's 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 a melting pot. Right. That's and, what makes New York. And that's what makes New York so phenomenal that it's not boring. It's not the same routine. It's not you don't get True. complacent. Now you can if you just, you know, that type of person. Yeah. But people fear coming to the South because they feel like their life is gonna be over. And it's not the case, man. The South is where no, it's I'm, at. I love it down here. You can, I, you can. Man, listen, man, if I have my choice, Tony, if you're listening, <laughs> if I have my choice, I'll be down here. Make, making good money in the South and living in the South is is a, it's affordable. It just feels it feels ten times better. You know, it feels great, man. When you mm -hmm. it, it, from look, I have a lot of friends and family, North Carolina, Atlanta, South Carolina, and to see how they're living, and they're not, you know, they're not crushing it. Yeah, but they're doing live, okay. They're doing okay, and they live great lives. The the children are great. Quality of life is good. the quality of life. I think is is different. You know, the quality of life. You know, from me and my family and my friends up north. We all live good. Yeah. You know, thank God that, you know, we all have, you know, a couple of dollars with us. Yeah. Um, but down there you can you can, down here you can definitely really the like Oh man, you like, you know, rose petals. Yeah. Right? yeah. You walk in rose petals can be thrown on your feet, man. It's it's different. For sure. So let let's talk about when you actually got into the mortgage business. Okay. Like how'd that happen? Because you, you, you're you now back home, so, you're living with pops, you're mm -hmm. trying to figure out life, all your guys is graduated, they college, they, mm -hmm. they doctors, they lawyers, they've they figured it out. Correct. And you like, oh, come on, man, Correct. I gotta do something. So you move back home, How you? when'd you get into mortgage business? So I'm at TSA and um, <laughs> I'm at TSA, I wound up getting laid off for budget cuts, just to mm -hmm. make a long story, budget cuts. Yeah, because right? what happened was when the TSA was created as an influx of people that Absolutely. they needed, and then they realized they need to scale back. They had to scale Same back. Same thing the military does, they yeah. overhire and then they get Overhire and they fire, right? Same thing like banks do. Yep. They overhire and they fire, right? So I was one of those casualties, right? That had to get let go. So I'm, I'm home like, off. I'm now with Tony. It's we're one year into our relationship, if that. I'm like, fuck, what am I gonna do? Mm -hmm. So my best friend, shout out to my guy, Phil. He's a pastor out in Atlanta right now. Um, he calls me one day, he was like, yo, bro, 
why don't you look in the paper and look for jobs for mortgages? So I'm like, mortgages? What's a mortgage, bro? He's like, you know, <laughs> when people buy a house, they need a loan. I'm like, oh, okay. Mortgage. He's like, you know my guy, little Ann, he's out here killing it, blah, 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 blah. I said, little Ann is killing it. I know I can kill it, too. Yeah, yeah. So I looked in the paper, bro. I saw, like, wait a minute. All these jobs for mortgages, I never looked. And, and I was the, the economy it. doing real well at this time, right? Um, it's 2003, 2 It was okay. That's you know, right. it was okay. 9-11 happened. Things were still shaky. Still, still, things were still shaky, but, you know, things were still starting to rebuild back in New York, I think. Obviously, in New York, we felt it more than anybody because, you know, we can actually see where the towers were and they're not there no more. Mm -hmm. So it hit us a little bit different than the rest of the world. Um, but, you know, things are still moving. You know, subprime market was blazing at this time, but I had no knowledge of it at this time. I had no clue. Explain what subprime is. So subprime is basically uh, a, a mortgage that's not. It's like it's not a paper, you know. It's a high risk type. Of it's loan. a high risk type of loan with someone who may have lower credit scores, you know, minimum down payment, maybe have a lot of derogatory um, credit items that happened in the past. It usually costs more money for the and person, it, and, and it's more expensive. Um, <clears throat> but back then, that was the norm. So when I came into the business, so fast forward, I, I I call somebody, I get a job, they hire me on the spot, I take. And the beautiful thing about this company, instead of throwing me to the floor. They had a training class for six weeks that you had to pass the training class in order to yeah. keep your employment. So I went through that. I passed, and I started learning loans. Man, you just needed a post to get a mortgage. You didn't really, not like how it is today where you had to document everything. So mm -hmm. all the subprime loans then, you can do 100% financing. Mm -hmm. You can get seller's concession. You can have a 560 credit score and put 5% down. There was no technology in the mortgage industry then. So you can literally buy four houses the same day, all primary residence. Like it was crazy. You know, wow. you know, a lot of people took advantage, including yeah. myself, right? Yeah. You can yeah. go ahead and buy homes and like, hey, I could have an application here, application here, application here, which is not the right thing to do. But no one, there was no regulation. Yeah. It was for the wild, what, wild west. It was the, the it was the wild cowboy days, <clears throat> right? So the subprime market, and that's kind of played a part of the of the, the market crashing because now you have all these short-term loans. There was really no 30-year fixed mortgages that people were doing at that time. Um, well, that I didn't know of, I should yeah. say, right? They were out there. They, you had FHA out there. You had Fannie Mae products out there. But why am I going to give you all my documentation, my blood type, and my whole life story when I can get a rate that's a half a point higher than what you're asking and I can put in no documentation? Right? No proof of income. No proof of income. Stated income loans. I mean, we had negative amortization loans. I mean, we had pick and pay loans. I mean, there was so many different loans. It was like Baskin Robbins, bro. Is is that why the you think was a big part of the economy crashing? Absolutely. It played a major part in it, yeah. right? You know, people were not qualified. And what was the idea to get the loan and sell it? Get the loan, sell it. You know, obviously the mortgage bankers and brokers, we're gonna make our money up front. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna sell it in the back end on the secondary market. And then ultimately it was another transaction built into it. Cause remember, these people are taking out two year fix, three year fix. Mm. So you know within a year there's 18, a balloon or something. There's there's either a balloon or your your Increase, rate is gonna start yeah. increasing. So you know how we were taught, how I was taught when I came in. We didn't sell 30-year fixed mortgages at all. We were always building in for the setup for a year later for the second refinance, right? So when someone will purchase, you put, you're selling, 
the two-year fix or the three-year fix, right? The get back on track program mm -hmm. is what we used to dub it, right? You had some credit events, fine, no problem. We can help you buy this house. Do right by me for two, three years. And yeah, we'll make it. make your payments on time for at least 12 months. And then after the 12 months, we'll give you we'll give you a call and we'll refinance you and we'll put you into a better program. And it was working like that. It was, honestly, it was phenomenal, right? Mm -hmm. For for someone young who's coming into the business, not really knowing ish at all. Mm -hmm. And being able to make this money hand over fist. Now, I'm taught by ex-Wall Streeters, right? You know, you ever if you've seen the movie Ballin' Room, right? Mm -hmm. I was kind of taught by those type of dudes, right? Pound the phone all day, smile and dial. There's no relationships. Here's some leads. Call them. These are the rebuttals. This is what you got to say. This is how you got to sell it. And that was me, 12 hours a day, man, in the Ballin' Room. Grinding, man. Grinding, just writing loans left and right, left and right, left and right. And... You know, ultimately, it caught up to everybody. So the crash happened. So now the crash happened. What do you think? Because you're in it. That's how you make your money. You were I'm you're the it. mortgage guy. I'm in it. And it's like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean this bank just went out of business? I got 15 loans over there. Now you got to take the 15 loans and go to another bank. A week later, they go out of business. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what's happening here? That's why I've never had a perspective of anybody that was in it. Like, that was actually truly in the mortgage business when it mm -hmm. happened. So it's melted in front of your face. Yeah, it's they, they used to have a uh, have a website called the Mortgage Implode Meter, right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. And they will list all the banks that was um, that imploded, and the ones that was on the clock to implode, and the reasons why they think they're going to implode. Wow. And guess what? They were freaking <laughs> implode. So now you're talking. This is like 2007. Now, banks are starting to go out of business. I'm like, hmm, let me just go buy a BMW. I don't know what they're talking about. Money's falling off the trees right yeah. now. Then now, next thing you know, father dies. I'm like, okay, girl, Tony's pregnant with my son, Chris. Shout out, shout out to Chris. Um, Brooke is like one and a half. I'm like, okay, I'm making money hand and fist. So when you have small kids and you're making this type of money, 30000 40000 a month, mm -hmm. pampers don't matter. At all. Nothing. That's nothing, right? So now you start seeing this like, I when when the people who didn't look like me were telling me, young man, you're spending too much money, right? You need to start saving. You need to start doing this. Stop buying. Stop doing these partnerships and buying these properties and doing this. No, you need to hold. You need to stop. Store cash right now. Store, right? I'm like, please, old man. Like, cause you don't look like me. You've never been through a cycle yet. I never been through a cycle. I don't believe what you're saying. Because I'm thinking money's falling off of trees. You know what I'm saying? And then the people that look like me that ha that were the OGs. They only cared about making money off of me. Mm -hmm. So while they were storing a cash and everything like that, go young man, go young man, go right. So there was there was no guidance. Mm -hmm. I was just young, dumb, and full of. Mock. I tell people yeah, this shit yeah. all the time. So Crazy. going going through it, bro, it was before my eyes to see you have all this money coming in to know like, damn, I have nothing coming in. Like what's what's happening here? And now I have telemarketers. I had a telemarketer shop, probably like 15, 20 telemarketers at one that time. That was doing the callings. Doing all the callings. So now I got payroll. Now I gotta start letting people off. I'm like, this is crazy. I have property. Gotta lose property now. Right? Now everything flips turn to flops now. Mm -hmm. Now you gotta try to be a landlord. Don't know nothing about being a landlord. Now you get a bad tenant. Tenant never pays. New York Landlord rules are crazy, right? You don't want to go there. Like, it's crazy. So now, like, wait a minute, you got to go through this? I don't want to go through this. Freaking let the house go. Who cares? Right? So now you got foreclosures, short sales happening. You know, even my personal residence mm -hmm. had had to foreclose on that. Because at one point, 
you know, one story I tell people all the time, Max, I remember, and it just popped in my head. I remember sitting in my 750 Li. Nice BMW. One of the first ones that hit New York when the 740s were still out, right? And I remember sitting there with a with a $2,500 suit on and a $100,000 car with a 20-something thousand dollar watch on my wrist. And I can't even put gas in my car, nor feed the babies. Wow. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do right now? So now you got to go sell watches. Now you got to hide the car from the repo man. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, fuck off. Like this. Life just turned upside down in a matter of months. Oh, depression. Straight depression. Because my happiness was built on materialistic items. Wow. You know, I was I was all in. My whole ego, my whole persona was all about. You played that role that was given to you in the boiler room. I was, it, it was, it was, I, it was a role. You know, it wasn't truly me, and, and I got lost into that role. I got lost into my my alter ego. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of guys that I know that was in the business, you know, making that type of money, that our egos were crazy. It's hard at that age or any any age really to just <clears throat> come like come from sleeping on couches to making forty thousand dollars a month. Oh yeah, nah, it's it's a culture shock. Now yeah. that's the culture shock yeah. right there, because <laughs> no one that I could like me growing up, my pops only told me, "Hey, you need to get a job. You need to have benefits." Listen, mm-hmm. my family's are the drug dealers or drug users, right? Mm-hmm. So, for me being the youngest boy in my family, it was like my pops was very firm. Like you're not going to end up like everybody else like everyone else like so for me but i was never taught money i was never taught credit it's not in our system it's not in our system it, it wasn't in our system in my personal household so now you start making all this money you're like what do you want to do who do you idolize you idolize the drug dealers you idolize the athletes you want to look like that so now you're going to a club you're buying bars you're doing this you're doing that you're having a great time you, you're going to vegas you're going to ac you're gambling losing 10 grand okay who cares i got 20 coming next week it doesn't matter mm-hmm. right you're not thinking logically so when all that starts happening when you're young and you're balling out of control and then now you lose it just as quick as you got it you lose it within 18 months it's like what the hell is going on yeah. and now all the i'm working for companies bro one company go to, go out of business. Go to another company six months later, go out of business. Another company, go out of business. Like, what the is going it's on just, here? It, that had to be a crazy feeling. I was just, at that point, I was a broker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was a real estate broker. So I was doing real estate, and, and I had one guy that I had all his portfolio. Okay. A lot of money. And he was just selling randomly. And I'm like, what is he doing? Hmm. Like, we just got all these nice, like, he's just dumping Dump this complex. Dump this commercial. Yeah. Get rid of these five units. Get rid of this. All these single families. And I was making money because I was selling them, but it was like he had a crystal ball to see yeah. that it was just tanking. He was able to see the markets for what it truly was. He probably was on the mortgage side of things or something. Yeah. He was had. He was seeing telltale signs somewhere from something. Somewhere he had the right information. Yeah. You know, and with me. The people who were trying to give me the information just because they didn't look like me. You didn't believe them. I didn't believe them. Look, I'm, I'm looking at, yo, you're a hater. Like, you <laughs> know what I'm mad. saying? I got this watch on. I'm, I'm young and dumb and full of luck, like I said. Yeah. So the ego also, too. So now when someone from another culture is trying to really put game on you, you're not looking at it at 25, 26. I know for me, mm-hmm. I'm not looking at it as, yo, this is some game. You know, crazy, and you just go through it. You go through your depression, and you know it was it was hard, man. It was hard. Like I've been on both sides, man. I tell people all the time, I'm, my mess is my message today, and that's why if anyone follows me, like when I tell people, don't over leverage, don't do this, don't do that. 
is because I'm coming from a place of because I was a person who over leveraged. Yeah. I'm a person who who had a lot and lost a lot. Yeah. And I want people to understand you don't never want to go through that. That's why when people be on my page, I'm waiting for the recession. Like, are you stupid? Like, do you know what a recession is? That you've been through it. Like, do you really understand what a recession is? Yeah. You have no clue. I don't wish that on anybody. <laughs> You've been through it. I've been through it. I was on it. the front lines. I, I was on the front lines. Mm. I was like, you know, when Saving Private Ryan and they all got out the boats and they started getting hit <laughs> up. Like, that was me. I was one of the first ones who got shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't wish that on anybody. Like, I don't wish that on nobody yeah. in the world. So it's not about people, you know, oh, I want to make money in a recession. It's not a third grade. If you do the right thing, you will make money if a recession happens. But Real people get affected by this stuff. You know people what I'm saying? People really lose houses. People cars, lose houses, jobs. cars. They they lose everything. People lose their lives. They commit suicide. I tried to commit suicide at one time. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? With and that was small, that was common back then. It's very common. Like you got to understand. I'm I have two young children. I'm I'm depressed as hell. I'm I lost everything. You're watching. I'm, I'm I'm watching myself tank. And I'm like, what the hell do I, I have no college degree. Back then you needed a college degree to get a good job. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the hell am I gonna do? This is the first thing that I've ever come across that I was actually good at, I'm, I've earned. No one can, Tom Warner can't pay me. 30, 40,000 a month. Three, 400K a year. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I can't go there. And Tony's like, yo, you gotta get a job. You gotta get a job. I'm like, for what? <clears throat> Like for me to make minimum wage or yeah. or, or 30000 40000 when I was making that a month. Like, so my ego and my pride would not let me get a real job. I went on interviews, but I'm showing up in the interviews in a $2,000 suit and I'm looking at them like, come on, bro. Like, what, what are you paying? <laughs> like, it's like, crazy. Like, it's crazy. So you go through that depression and, and, you know, finally, you know, like I said, I tried to commit suicide one mm -hmm. time, just pills. Crazy. And I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Cause then I'm like, I have children. Like that's not what I'm built. I built on faith. Yeah. So, you know, my best friend, like I said, is a pastor, man. And he just started speaking into me, you know, yeah. him and, my, and one of my, my home girl, Tamika, she's, she's in the church every two. Those yeah. are my two guardian angels. And they just really started speaking into me yeah. and speaking the, the good word all the time into me. And it's just like, it just clicked one day. Perspective. Yeah. It gave me a lot of perspective. Like, you know what? This ain't the end of the world. Yeah. Like I can bounce back from it. So fast forward, you've been in this business 18 years now. 18 years now. And you, you're now running a successful mortgage. You're a mortgage broker. You run it, you, you never really got out. No, I never got out. Yeah, no. so you, you bounce back. Now you're in it for 18 years. And now we're, I, I say, now we're in this new era mm -hmm. of people wanting to understand financial literacy. Would you agree? Like it's like, I love it. like with I the whole it. earn your leisure movement. Shout out to EYL. Um, you know, Envy's going around talking Shout about out to it. And Caesar. Caesar. Yeah, yeah, it's just like so. Now you're like, you know what? I need to, I need to tell people. You know what? <laughs> it's funny, and what's happening now is amazing, mm -hmm. right? And I tell people this all the time. I'm 41. I'll be 42 in August, right? I'm. I may look young, but I'm not young. Yeah. And I came up in the game. If they, if this was around when I first came in the game, I'll be a hundred millionaire right now. And that's the same easy, thing I used to easy, tell people. If, easy. If I learned this when I first got out of the military at 2021, 20, yeah, easy. I would be easy. unstoppable. The, the the people that are following us, Max, they have they have such a big opportunity, and they are way ahead of the game than we are. Correct, um, because people like us are out here, you know, educating in our perspective fields. I see, I see guys, you know, I just did my conference in Atlanta. I just see guys that are like, uh, I'm doing, I'm 19, and I did seven deals this year, and yeah. I made I made seventy thousand. I'm like, that's amazing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And they look at it like, no, I'm not doing enough. 
They they play themselves down. I'm like, no, bro. You don't know where you at. You don't know where you at. You're 19 you got, and you just made you got a long roll. You got a long. I'm 35. You good. You're good. Yeah. You're 15 years ahead of me. Exactly. And I tell people that all the time. So like with the movement right now, this financial literacy movement, I tell people all the time, we're the new rappers. Yeah. You know, we are the new. That's true. We're the we're new, new sports guys. We're, yeah. We're those new people that people are looking into who want to get into one of our respective fields. Yeah. And they come to us to learn. You know, we're the new education. We're the new teachers. We're the new professors. Yeah. And I, I take that role really serious. And yeah. I'm very serious about what I say to people because I don't want to ever mislead anyone. 100%. I don't want nobody to think this is all roses yeah. and it's all shining lights. No, it's a lot of work to go into real estate. You know, real estate is a great way to park your money and Absolutely. make long term. But a lot of people, especially the younger generation, they want it now. Can't see past they know. They can't see past 2020. Yeah. And I'm like, no, man, you got to think about 2030. There you go. You got to build slow. We've all heard those stories where you say, man, I remember when these buildings used to be $30,000, yeah. $40,000. Yeah. Start that now. So yeah. Then, Hell, I remember when those buildings was $200,000. Yeah. $2 million now. They $2 million now. So let's tackle some of like some some education questions. And cool. School. Let's talk. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to change the role, and I'm gonna be different people, right? All right. So, so that you can help educate our audience. Um, I got a decent job, right? Mm -hmm. I could. Uh, I've been employed for three, four years. I got a decent job, whatever decent is perspective, wherever you live at. And I never bought a house. I'm living in an apartment now. I want to come to you. What should I be looking to do? I mean, first and foremost, your mind got to be right. Mm -hmm. I, people always ask me where you start first, your mind. You. I believe it. You know, you know I believe that. Yeah, I know. That's your thing. Yeah, yeah. Mindset is everything. Yeah. And I firmly believe that because if your mind is not right, then you can't, you can't excel. You mm -hmm. can't, you have to be the CEO of your business, whether it's your first time buying a house, 100%. whether you are a seasoned investor, whether you are a first time investor, right? You have to think like a CEO. You got to get your mind right. You got to get your emotions out of the way. Because mm -hmm. too many, especially the first time home buyer market, they're very emotional, which I get and I yeah. understand. But for me, I try to coach them on mindset and being that CEO, treat this like a business, even if yep. you're going to look in the it's house. It's a business decision. It's a business decision, right? Because this can affect, this first deal can set you up for deal number 10 if it's done correctly. Correct. And there's so many people out here that do deal deal one wrong messes up and it messes up. it's a domino effect right now you, you're scrambling and trying to get it right so number one get your mind right think like the ceo number two credit credit is the foundation of everything in america without credit you can't do anything so mm -hmm. understanding your credit scores understanding utilization of the credit most importantly especially with all the new credit scoring models that's about to take place in the yeah. next couple of months you see transunion equifax experian they're all changing their scoring models right because now with technology companies are able to dive in these way companies, much more information they can it's way much more information now they're going to be able to dive in your spending habits how you really spend and stuff like that so if you have bad or low credit now it can potentially get worse if you don't watch and manage your spending yeah. and the people who are in that mid sixes sevens probably still be good but it's that lower tier market you got to really watch how you're spending your money and how you utilize your yeah. credit don't max out you know little stu little stuff that you can't do right so, so let me let me ask you some questions mm -hmm. from this perspective of a potential client um i'm gonna set it up I've been working a job three, four years. I'm making a decent amount of money. Mm -hmm. I've, I've got, what type of credit do I need to buy a house? FHA minimum 580, conventional 620. Okay. How much money do I need to put down? 
FHA minimum three and a half percent. Conventional could be as low as three percent to five percent. And this is only for your primary residence. So, okay, got it. So if I go the FHA route, do you recommend that for first time home buyers? Every mortgage is a tool, Max. Got it. You know, okay. is I don't care if it's FHA, VA, conventional, USDA. There's a good product out there. There's a product out there for you, and okay. you gotta. And my job is to be able to first assess your situation mm-hmm. and and present all the options to you, and and that way you can make see everything decision. and make the best decision and not think about deal one right this if, is for down the road let's look at the whole picture what is your one of the first questions i ask anybody what are your real estate goals what do you want to accomplish with real estate mm-hmm. so that way i have a clear understanding of what your vision is and that way when i'm custom tailing my mortgages to you i'm presenting a light that can match up not just your short-term goals but can match up your long-term goals as well got it is there a good time or a better time or a bad time to buy a house during the year whenever the time is right for you perfect okay so i need to have decent decent credit score mm-hmm. depending on what type of loan i'm going to go with but anywhere between 580 yep and, and and up there's 580 and up now obviously let's keep in mind 580 when you at the minimum scores a lot your, more work your interest rate is going to reflect that mm-hmm. right it's, it's probably going to be scrutinized a little bit more underwriting let's talk about let's talk about interest rates okay uh, what, what a mortgage is comprised of what a mortgage payment like what is it equal so your mortgage payment will be comprised of the principal and interest which goes to the bank so what's principal the principal is what you're paying towards your balance okay right the interest is what you're paying the profit to the bank basically Correct, yeah. lending you the money then you have your taxes right? taxes your, go to who yeah property taxes go to the county got it okay. right and then you have your homeowner's insurance and if you're doing like an fhn loan then you have the pmi so what what why i need insurance for for homeowner's insurance or pmi why i need homeowner's insurance because if your house burned down who's going to fix it <laughs> that's true so the bank is protecting the asset right yeah you got to protect the asset you got to protect yourself too things happen in life right houses burn down all the yeah. time right you know Floods happen. Got it. Um, Mother nature happens, right? So you need that protection for homeowners insurance. New scenario. Okay. I am, I've been in my house for five years. Mm -hmm. I own a house. I bought it right. I got a little bit of equity in it. I've been, I've been watching this guy, Max Maxwell online. He's talking about investing to a property. Mm -hmm. I want to invest in a property. Do you have stuff for that too? Absolutely. We can, we can do a refinance on, on that existing property and possibly do a cash out refinance, right? Mm -hmm. Pull out some of that equity. Or if they're in a good position with their first mortgage with a good rate, you know, they have some time into that mortgage, then we can explore doing a home equity line of credit, which I will highly recommend. Home equity line of credit is a 10 year fix. I mean, excuse me, 10 year interest only. Right, so you're only making interest-only payments for the first two years. So a home equity line of credit works like a credit card, also known as a HELOC, right? Or a HELOC, right? Now you use it, you pay it back. You use it, you pay it back, right? And you and you're able to do that for ten years, and then after ten years, it converts into a twenty-year mortgage. Is it like a is it like a separate account they give you? It's a it's a second mortgage. Okay. So on your on your deed, you'll have the first mortgage, and then you have that second mortgage on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a it's a whole depending on the lender you go to, you have a whole separate. Um, bank account for it. Okay. Um, they'll give you either checks. A, a lot of them are now giving debit cards that you can use for it, mm-hmm. and it's your money. And a great thing about a HELOC Max is that you don't pay interest on money you're not using. So if so if they give you fifty thousand and you're only using ten right now, you're only, you're paying, only paying interest on, on the a 10. ten. Exactly. It, unless uh, unlike the cash out refinance, if you take out fifty day one, that payment is due. You're paying interest back on that fifty thousand. Okay. Perfect. So. I, I live in my house. I'm trying to buy an investment property. You have products for that too. Correct. 
That's crazy. So, Correct. Okay. I'm the mortgage guy, Max. What? That's so what I do. What if I got three properties? I live in one and mm -hmm. I got two rentals. No problem. I have products for it. I'm so, the mortgage guy. So there's really uh, a, a loan for every situation that you can think of. Yeah. I mean, every there's so many tools out there right now for it. No matter if you're a first-time home buyer, seasoned investor, um, if you're looking to put it all in your LLC, there's products out there for, for there where your personal mm -hmm. credit is not touched. Um, if you're looking for, I mean, we have cash flow loans, we have bank statement loans, we have light dock loans. So, so check have, this out. We have so, everything, bro. So say I'm I'm a, I'm a wholesaler. Mm -hmm. I've been watching Max for two years. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing, you know, ten deals a year, mm -hmm. whatever. I got a little bit of money, and I want I I come across this fourplex I want to keep. Can I come to you? Absolutely. So now with the wholesaler, right? Your audience is probably going to be more of, of that, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, hopefully you're filing your taxes and you're doing everything the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure you're on the books, you're legitimate as a business. That's mm -hmm. number one. But now you want to go ahead and buy this this fourplex, and you don't want it in your personal name. You want to keep it in your business name. Great, we can use the cash flow from that property to qualify and not even use your tax returns, mm -hmm. right? And now, depending on how much cash flows on that property, we'll give you a loan. Typically, it's around 20 to 25% down payment, give or take. Mm -hmm. um, a little bit more expensive than if you would go to the yeah, conventional so I, route. So, so if I want to buy like a $100,000 fourplex, you right? You put out 25K. And that's it. I should have that because I'm wholesaling. Absolutely. Money. Absolutely. You got your 25K for your down payment. Then you got your closing costs, which will probably be 6 to 7%. Mm -hmm. So you probably need all in 30 to 32% for that transaction. So about 32, 35,000. But, but I'm a wholesaler, so I'm buying it cheap anyway. You're buying it cheap. It's undervalued because you know what you're doing. You yeah. probably found your, you found your own deal, right? Yeah. And you probably, you're going in there probably with an ARV of 60, 70% anyway, there because you that's your, that's your numbers, that's what do. right? That's what y'all do. So it's a win win. But now, if that wholesaler wants to buy their own primary residence, right? Now, you don't want to put that in the LLC because now that's in a higher interest Correct. rate. That's why, you know, I just said you need to make sure you're filing your, your taxes pro properly so that way now you can take advantage of the cheap money. Mm -hmm. There's two lanes in my world. You either have cheap money or expensive money. Pick your poison. Yeah. Right? Cheap money Cheap money is good when you, you're either doing a lot of deals or it's your first time residence or Absolutely. whatever it is. Absolutely. Uh, the, the more expensive money is expensive to the general public, but since we our returns are so high, exactly. we don't mind paying X percentage. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I tell people all the time, stop paying attention to interest rate so much, right? Interest rate is, is important, but it's not the end all be all to that product, mm -hmm. right? Did it help you achieve your goal, number one? Right, and if it helped you achieve your goal, what is, if, especially if it's an investment, what's your ROI? What's your cash on cash return? Those are the most important numbers that you need to be figuring out if you're an investor. Yeah. Not oh well, this guy's charging me twelve percent. You know, wait a minute, you're doing a flip. You're about to make a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I'll pay the twelve percent, bro. Pay the twelve percent. Pay the thirteen, fifty percent. Who, who cares at the end of the <laughs> it's day? It's the cost of doing business. It's the cost. It's the opportunity cost. Yeah. Period. Point blank. Yeah. So if without that. You wouldn't be able to get that. So you have hard money loan products. If Absolutely. I want to flip a house, you have. If I want to buy and hold and do a third, you know, if I want to put tenants in the property, correct. You have everything. I have everything, man. So there's no excuse why somebody shouldn't be able to start as wholesalers and definitely my audience is starting to acquire properties because you have the products. For no, them. I mean it's like anything, right? If you're 
It's two lanes, earned income and passive income. Correct. You got to make sure you tap in both buckets. Passive, passive is for your taxes. Absol- absolutely. You get the tax credit. So, absolutely. So we talk about, you know, uh, Mr. Robinson and everybody at the conference that we were talking about is you need to have a plan with your wholesale business. A lot of people don't. They go into it and just, I am going to wholesale 50 deals this year. Well, you need to have a plan. And my plan was every seven houses I wholesale to buy one. Smart. Every seven and one. So seven and one. So I need to be, that goes into my holding money back so I can pick up a rental property. I'm picking up another one. Uh, end of this month, I'm paying 38,000 cash nice. for it. And it's worth 70 something thousand probably in the long run. And it's already cash flowing for somebody $750 a month. Nice. So the cash, a, cash on that is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, you have your money back in like three years. Exactly, like right? So yeah. I could have either went to you and got us a quick loan mm-hmm. or, or just be smart and wholesale and have extra cash and just put it back in, in your pocket. Yeah, 100%. I think that's a, a great form, formula, even, you know, a lot of the flippers that I work with, they have the kind of same rule, four to five flips, one rental property, four to five flips, yeah. one rental property. So it's just all on your strategy and your personal preference, right? I know wholesalers that don't want to ever own rental properties. They need to stop that. They either want to just continue to wholesale or flip. They, 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 that's going to, your tax implications on that are crazy. Are ridiculous, you right? You need the whole property. Well, don't, taxes like, are real. Like if you're looking at this on video right <laughs> yeah. now, you can see, what Mr. Robinson talks about is you, you, if, if you play this game of wholesaling all the time, mm-hmm. you're never in the game of monopoly. You need to put something on your board. You have and to. If you ain't put something, because flipping and wholesaling puts nothing on your board. It's just a high paying job. Yeah, basically. That's it. Basically, it's earned income. Now, one thing I must confess, I've mm-hmm. never went to the bank and took out a loan. Okay, yeah, you said this to me I, before. I need, I need to stop and when you, that. And when you said that to me, like, what? I need to stop that. <laughs> so everything I've ever bought is cash. I mean, in the price point that you just mentioned, uh, under fifty k market is yeah, really, but there's that's things. A cash market. I mean, I've bought, I've bought uh, things way more expensive than mm-hmm. that cash. Uh, the property I just bought for my personal residence is cash. Okay, um, I'm building my whole house cash. Um, I need to stop that. Yeah, you do. I know, I know. So you that's know. my confession. You, you, gonna, you need to, you need to refine. Yeah, I need <laughs> to do that. You need to refine so and pull your money out. Here's what I'm gonna do. So when I get done building my house, I'm gonna come to you. As, appreciate that. And then I'm gonna refi some cash out of that. I appreciate that. Yeah, let's do it. Because it don't make no sense. I tie about half a million dollars in a house. And then. yeah, no. Nah, listen, I, I don't. Me personally, right? I don't, and so we, I'm having this conversation because I post reposted something for Dave Ramsey the other day, right? 15, I've seen it. 15 year versus 30. And, year, and right? it, because he makes these blanket statements that are supposed to fit everybody. And, and it's not. It's just like, dude, what are you talking about, right? No, no disrespect to Dave Ramsey, right? And I understand what he's trying to teach. And what he's saying on paper, it makes all the sense in the world, but it's just not reality for. 80 to 85 percent of I, America because I seen you where it was like a 15 year mortgage is 1375 yeah a regular mortgage is 850 yeah some people need that difference of the cash flow yeah that's look I, in that example I think I did four hundred thousand deal because I made it more yeah reasonable more New York yeah, yeah. right but and that's not even reasonable for New York no, I, should, I should have said that's 650. a great deal in that's New York. a great deal in New York <laughs> but the difference in payment between a 30 and a 15 year for that post was seven hundred dollars seven hundred thirty nine dollars I believe right I said listen if you do the math how much interest was being paid on the 15 year I mean the difference in interest is only like two hundred thousand right but if I now take that 700 and I and I spread it out over that time I mean that's eight nine grand a year mm-hmm. so you figure in 15 years that's like a hundred and fifty thousand in my pocket that you can do something with. that you can do something with to make more money like why would I want to life happens man life happens people get sick people die 
shit, Kobe just died in a helicopter crash, right? God bless no the dead and everybody who was in an accident. But no one's expecting that to happen, right? Things happen. And if you are stuck to a higher payment when life happens, you're screwed. And I've seen that happen so many. Being, I'm a transactional person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I speak, I hear the sob stories all day long from people who lose homes, they, they go through death, divorce, whatever the case may be. People, you can't afford that. Yeah. So why put yourself in that in that position where you can just go to the 30 year, use half of that money to pay down your principal balance. You can mm-hmm. still probably pay off the loan in 20 years and you still have another half that you could put into utilities, things of that Everything. nature. Look, property taxes go up every year, bro. Homeowners insurance goes up every year. So especially if you at that 15 year mortgage, especially in New York, taxes 10, 12 grand minimum, right? Some areas 20 grand. It's expensive. So now you start off at 10 grand on taxes and year two, now you're at 12, five. That's actually a couple hundred dollars a month in your payment now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now if you start off at the 15 year, let's just say it's 3,000. Now year two, you're at 3,250. What if it goes up another hundred bucks the next year and then you're at 3,300? Now it's not affordable no more. You know, and people talk about, yeah, you got to sacrifice, maybe you don't have to eat. That's great, but you still have to have a life. You know what I'm saying? And I think. You can do more with a 30-year. It gives you that flexibility. Mm-hmm. You're able to really live your life. You're able to now invest. Now, if you make a certain amount of money and your debt-to-income ratio is low and paying that extra payment doesn't affect you because- Great. That's the perfect fit. Like two, you said, you got to analyze everything. You got to analyze it. Two-person household, make a couple hundred thousand combined, 15-year. That doesn't mean nothing to you. Okay. It makes sense. It makes sense for you. But for the average, everyday person, a 15-year mortgage just, to me- Over it, 50% of Americans make less than $30,000 a year. Bro, that's like- like how they could barely try to get a mortgage period period versus a 15 year most people in our community and i see this because i'm i'm the loan guy i'm looking at documents all day long even the people who are making a hundred two hundred thousand can't afford it they can't afford it because they live in paycheck to paycheck because they have student loans they have this they have that they have child child care man it's expensive. It's expensive, yeah. man. Everywhere around the country, no matter where you're from, childcare is expensive. So I right? guess I guess his perspective is just from one a, co- a certain percentage of people that that conversation yeah, is I mean, going to. Look, but he's man. got such a wide platform. He should really, you know, he should really. He should really. And I don't listen to a lot of his content. Um, I, I I did years ago, but I I quickly saw like all right, he's only talking to really one demographic of of of, of person, right? He's not talking to the everyday. Not everyone can pay off all their debt in eighteen months. Like when I see him post, he's like, dude, that's that's not how much do they make? Hopes and dreams, right? Right. Put that out there. They make four hundred and fifty thousand a year, and they were able to pay off their debt in eight in debt in eighteen months. They they had discipline, but you're not putting how much income they're making. Yeah, I would be surprised. Show me that they made fifty thousand a year and they paid off three hundred thousand in debt in eighteen months. And I'm like, all right, now you got my attention, right? What did they really do, and how did they do this, right? I think that's a little bit more interesting when you put when people in this social media give the whole picture. Well, you gotta understand. At the end of the day, I think you and I kind of understand. It's it's the He's uh, it's still a show. It's yeah, still absolutely. So there's some facts to what he's saying, but then it, all the details would make more it's sense. The, and look, I want everybody to be clear. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Of course or not. The guy's like the that. guy's done a lot. He's a, he's a legend in yeah. his own right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He's helped a lot of people. A lot. You know, a lot of people came to his defense on on that post. And look, more power to him, right? I don't think anybody who's teaching financial literacy more power. To more him. power to you, right? Because all communities need it. But I think. 
Every situation is different. It's like your fingerprint. None of us in this room right now have the same fingerprint yeah. or the same DNA. Yeah. You know, everything has to be customized for you and your family and what works best for you and your family. So it makes perfect sense. So one of my goals is definitely to get uh, people to own more property, whether it's primary residence, investment property. Mm -hmm. Even though I talk a lot about wholesaling, it's more about, hey, look, you need to actually start owning some of this stuff. Um, before somebody comes to see you, okay. what, are, what are three things they should prep before coming to see you? Mindset, credit, savings. Got it. Period. So you need to get your mind right, get, get the CEO of your life and your, and your business. Correct. Your, your life is a business. Uh, you need to make sure your credit is good. Now, don't shy away from that because Correct. you have resources to help them. Absolutely. We definitely have the resources. And then and then make sure you start saving some freaking money. Saving money, man. People all... Because you're going to need some money. No matter what product you get, you're going to need a little bit of money. I don't care if you're getting a, a down payment assistance. I don't care if you're getting some sort of grant. I don't care if you're doing a VA loan with 100% financing and the sellers are paying closing costs, you still need money. You, you should never be house rich and cash poor, period, point blank. And if you're not getting down payment assistance, closing costs, grants, or VA loan, or any or USDA DA loan with 100%, you have to start saving for closing costs. Correct. You know, people are not saving for their closing costs. People only talk about down payment, down payment, down payment. Because then you guys put an offer in, you, you're with the realtor and you're trying to buy a house I just flipped, mm -hmm. and you put an offer in. I see this all the time from the side of a flipper, and you put an offer in, you need down payment assistance. Yeah, or you, or you want need, closing you costs. You want closing costs. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I got a clean offer over here. Yeah. And you missed out on the house. It's all about your terms, because you, right? Because you was asking me for $3,000, and I need the $3,000. Yeah, it's all about your terms, right? And I tell people this all the time. In real estate, if you're making offers, it's all about your terms 100%. right and if you have bad terms and especially if you're an in buyer and you're buying a flip from max come on it's competition because max is going to do the property right he's we, not putting the cheap it's crap gone in the there. week it's gone so there's competition so you got to come with your best and final and most of these home buyers out here are not saving for that down payment because a lot of people put in their head oh the seller can pay this or this can pay that it's not necessarily true they don't have to pay anything yeah um but then on top of that max especially, reserves yeah especially the market where now is such a seller's market at this point absolutely so you better come with the right terms on your offer you got to come with the right terms and i think if i was to do, throw a bonus mm -hmm. on those three things i would put like three a reserves you need money after everything's all said and done you know i hate when i see people using all their money to buy a home and they just have nothing for that. So here, here's what I'm gonna do for you. Well, here's what I want to do to challenge you. Okay. I want you, when we get off this podcast, for you and your team to create a 30 day challenge. Okay. So that people can do. I like that. This. I want it. I want it free. Okay. I don't know if you can do this. Yeah, we're gonna do it free. Right. So I want the 30 day challenge free. And every day of the month, pick a long month. Don't do February. Nah. Pick a long month. <laughs> nah. And I want you to have people do something every single day in their life to prep so that they can come and be part of the land ownership or get a house or whatever. But I want this challenge to help people with financial literacy. In 30 days, they should start on day one, on 30 days should be a better person, understand financial literacy, and that way when they do come to you or when they, do when they are ready to purchase a property, whether it's personal use or investment, they have everything they need. Absolutely, I'm, I'm up do for that. Do that for me. I'm up for that challenge. And when you when you put that challenge out, mm -hmm. I'll make sure my people also see that challenge. I appreciate that. I, I'll definitely put that together. I think that's a smart play. Um, people need 
a challenge yeah. to get motivated. Well, I think I think now these days definitely because it's, it's if you like I did a thirty day wholesaling challenge where okay. every day I broke down every little tiny uh, thing. I, you I saw do. that you was breaking out yeah. day one, day two, because day three. Because some people think of oh I gotta buy a house and they see this big old picture of I gotta buy a house. Okay, but for somebody like you that's been in the business for so long, you can st- break it down step by step. No, today do this, today do this, today do this, today do that, and then by the time you put it together, it's a big picture. Done. So they'll do that for me. Um, how can right. people get a hold of you, man? So if you want to get a hold of me, MG the Mortgage Guy on YouTube mm-hmm. and Instagram. Um, you could click the link in my bio on my Instagram. Because you're doing like consultations for yeah. free. Because I see you yeah. post on your Instagram. Yeah. I got 127 consultations this week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we do free consultations. We don't charge anybody for that. Um, you get 15, 20 minutes with me or one of my team members. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to apply for a loan, we, we lend nationwide. So no matter if you're in North Carolina, Kentucky, so Colorado. You talking about personal residence all the way to hard money. I'm talking personal residence, residence all the way to hard money. I'm talking fix and flip. I'm talking even if you want to go commercial, I can help you with commercial properties. Mm-hmm. But I'm only sticking with multifamilies and mixed-use properties on commercial. But anything you need within that residential um, space, I'm your guy. Um, MG The Mortgage Guy on Instagram and YouTube. Click the link in my bio. You can apply for a loan apply for a consultation, shoot me a DM. If you do shoot me a DM, please be patient. Be patient, bro. Be patient. There'll be a lot of people in the DMs. If you send me an email, I I don't recommend emailing me. Um, That's even worse than- Just book a call. Just book a call, man. Within 48 hours, like I I used to have it to where, and I just changed it this week, Mm -hmm. right? Where people can actually have my online calendar and book the times that will work for them. But we're finding like that post, right? That's my online calendar. So now I'm finding that people are booking calls that may want to refund finance but they're two weeks out and i'm like wait a minute this is way too much now yeah. that's refinance and cash out when rates are low you got to strike yeah correct. now these people are waiting a two week weeks yeah two weeks to speak to me because my calendar so now i put in a new system just fresh this week there's no more time you can book now my t- we get the alerts we're calling people right away now so if you book a call within 48 hours and yeah. if we depending on volume because we get a lot you gotta get some people we, i have a whole team dedicated now just to hit those calls so we can get to people within that 48 hour time frame answer their questions and get them on their way and get them started man so that's all that's all the link in my bio and it's all for free love it no charging for that look man i appreciate what you're doing i'm gonna hold you to this 30-day challenge i like that thank you for coming to north carolina and see what's up what's good and (laughs) see make sure you guys reach out to him uh instagram youtube book a call with him um start thinking about you're wholesaling a lot now start thinking about let's actually start owning some rental properties let's start buying some investments we are we're the grassroots of real estate investing let's have a plan my plan is Wholesale seven, buy one. Come up with a plan that fits you and your lifestyle to get you to that next level. And if you need money to do it, hit my guy MG up and make sure you're right. I'll see you guys on the side. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to click subscribe, click that bell, share it with a friend. And if you're listening anywhere in podcast world, please do me a favor, give me five stars so we can keep bringing you this fire content. And like always, I see you on the other side. Peace. Peace.